Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 303. We're not going to let it be. And I'm here, as always, with the feverish Fenero. We're not going to let it be, Fenero. We're going to tear this shit down. We're going to tear into these lineups. We're going to get rid of some of the stuff we need to get rid of. We are cleaning house. What'd you say? You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Yeah. How's that song go? Playing a yeah, little poker exactly. tonight. That's exactly how it goes. That's exactly how it goes. Yeah, there's there's some rookies I think that, and I'm I'm slow to this, and and I'm starting to learn or take a page out of your book. Is uh, if you're late, you're you're not going to get any value, you know. And I tend to hold a lot longer, wanting to be right. I know that's the sentiment every time. I want to be right, or I'll even say it's mixed in with the fear of missing out. Right? I drafted this player. Um, I have a couple first round busts: Rager, Paris Campbell. This year, perhaps somebody will mention soon in the first round. Paris Campbell showed showed some sparks this season. There were a couple of times where I was like, wow, it's actually finally happening. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to give up on him quite yet, but I, I, I do know what you mean at the same time. But when they early on were having Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, <laughs> Matt Ryan throwing to Pittman. And Campbell, yep. it actually yep. looked kind of promising the first time. Yeah, and then yeah. and I, I don't know, and then I don't know what happened there with the Colts, but it wasn't good. So man, I don't <laughs> know. I definitely don't want to make this a Paris Campbell show, but I mean, do you have it's, any? I think it's good any, that you like. <laughs> I think it's good that we mentioned Paris Campbell though, because I think he's just on the edge of like what we would call an outlier, right? So this is his uh, third season, mm, third or fourth, right? Third or fourth. Let's call it third just to give him a little benefit of the doubt. So, he had two seasons where he was nothing. Mm-hmm. And and I can't say. One quarterback leagues, I believe, Paris Campbell was falling in somewhere in the 110 to 202 range. So, he could have been people's first-round pick. He was well, he was a first-round pick in one of my leagues. And I guess what – I guess kind of like the hold him and fold him part of this episode is hanging on to that outlier, right? Oh, well, he didn't do well in year one. No worries, he'll do fine next year. No worries, he'll do fine next year. You keep pushing that can down the road. The value of Paris Campbell before he did anything this this uh, this year was zero. Well, like Paris today, Campbell's value was zero. Much. It hasn't, right? Yeah, it's not high because he has two or three years to make up for. Yeah, so, which which is to your point when you're kicking that can down yep. and yep. it's just getting more and more dented up. <laughs> um, and then it becomes Paris Campbell, who you can now. He's at that point to where I mean, he's he's nothing in your team. He's he, yeah. he's not a tradable asset. Like you've lost yeah. any value you thought you had, and or that you were waiting to occur, or that you're waiting to get back. And sometimes it's that sunk value that you want back that yeah really takes a hit. And it's so weird, like. Because cause then you're – what are we doing here? Like, we're we're trying to, like, build a certain amount of, like, 
integrity in your league and a lot of strong teams and round things out. But we we absolutely need to get this trash on other people's teams. Right, right. <laughs> well, they're, they're also roster cloggers, right, Swags? Like I have, yeah. I have a. Um, it, I mean, it's 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 one dynasty league where you know I'm in the bottom four, and all season long. I didn't I didn't feel any real need to move them, right? Because I wasn't I wasn't necessarily trying to win. So I'm not picking up like Demarcus Robinson or you know I'm not trying to pick up like some 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 points this year that with a player that I don't even care about carrying on to my roster next year. So I keep like these Paris Campbells and stuff like that just sitting on my like that kills a team. Like the the sooner they're off and you can get any sort of draft capital or a player that you believe more in about, like you and I made like almost a needless trade. Uh, I think it was last off season, Brian Edwards and Terrace Marshall. I think straight up back to back. Maybe there was a, a late pick involved there in one or the other side. Pick in there, but they both had like no value yeah. basically, right? So like you were just like, you know what? I like Brian Edwards a little bit more than than my guy Terrace Marshall. I'm like, well, I kind of like Terrace Marshall a little bit more than Brian Edwards. Or actually, it wasn't even that. I own so I much say Brian you Edwards. Currently, are the winner of that one. Currently, currently. but that could change maybe as well. Forever. I don't think it could. I think that. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably I think right. That you're either going to be the winner of that trade, or it's going to be a wash. Yeah, I think more likely the wash part. I agree. But uh, Terrace Marshall so, threw, but threw a little thing together this year. To the point of the show, you could be the winner of that by trading rookie rewind Terrace Marshall away. So, like, you still mm-hmm. have an opportunity to be That's the winner point. of that trade good if point. you can manipulate it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he's going to be a tough piece to move. I get that. But you still yeah. have an opportunity to be a winner of that trade because it's not yeah. always that last trade you made, but the next one and the next one and the next good one would all add up to nice little pieces. Yeah, good point. Um, so kicking the can down the road, man, it's such a such a tough one. First, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Post NFL draft, do you feel any differently about this quarterback class than you did going into the 2022 season and mm-hmm. and what the NFL showed us? No, I'm kind of with you. Like I, I don't want to pay up for Malik Willis, Desmond no. Ritter. No, I think that. Pickett gets a shot. I, I I like, I'm actually starting to dig Pickett's long-term value. I feel like I'm rooting for it more than I know it's going to happen. I do I do understand that. But I actually, he's a late first, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like a quarterback, right, a quarterback like the NFL likes wouldn't be a late first. They would be a first or a second overall pick, right? So, Kenny Pickett's fitting, to answer your question, that expectation of this class that was given to us via the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. So, man, I didn't know you had this little crush going on here. About Pickett? So, I'm trying it's to figure growing. out. Like, Ew, that's gross. You are a Giants fan. You hate Daniel Jones. Would you rather have Daniel Jones or Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Daniel Jones is, I think, QB 11 overall on the season. Yeah, had a nice season. If he stays put, if they, if they, they invest in him... That's the nice little super flex piece. I just don't, I'm not convinced they're going to do it. I mean, they made the playoffs. It's hard to let them go now, but I've seen it. <laughs> I, I want to poop on Daniel Jones. Oh, as right much on him? As you do. But here, but then, but then I think like, man, imagine Kenny Pickett with a wide receiver or not Kenny Pickett, but Daniel Jones. Imagine Fair Daniel enough. Jones with a, a wide receiver. And so Fair he's enough. doing this like season pretty modestly. 
with nobody. With no one. With absolutely and, and no one. Even You're if he correct. has somebody, it's never the same guy. We haven't seen Slayton, Shepard. Galladay was a ton of wasted money for you oh, guys. Yeah. Every single wide receiver on that team is a wide, re- wide receiver three or worse. And I mean, not in fantasy, like in football. There are wide receiver three or worse. You Every could put the, the wide receivers that they traded away and or wanted to cut Chase Claypool and James Washington on that team. And they're the best wide receivers on the team. I agree. Arguably, right? I mean, yeah. Slayton yeah. might have a shot if he's healthy. Shepard, too. But and your, you just your whole point the wide receiver room. Yeah, and your whole point was Daniel Jones is a QB1 with that. Yeah. That was your whole point. And we mm-hmm. both agree that that wide receiver core is not good. Their their um, best receiving weapon this year may have been Daniel Bellinger, and he didn't even play the entire season. Most reliable, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, those are the things I've been thinking about when I think about like going out and trying to acquire Daniel Jones. Is, yeah. I think he's going to be around. He's been pretty decent with what he has. I'm starting to like him for now. These are the these are the targets you want, especially in Superflex. They're the the basically like people who are or teammates that are league mates that are looking past these guys. Like Daniel Jones is absolutely. I remember um, Ghost versus Bros turning down a, a Daniel Jones throw in almost. It was part of a bigger deal, and they were like, oh, "I'll give you Daniel Jones too." And I'm like, "Not interested." Um, uh, and then what happens? Yeah, this, he beats this. you in the semifinals with Daniel Jones. <laughs> That could happen. That's that fictional happen. in this case. No, it's fictional in this case. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm talking about goats versus brews. I oh, different league. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I just won that one, so it's impossible for me to get beaten by Daniel Jones. So, yeah. So that was uh, yeah. Congratulations. So Thanks. goats and bros is the league that you'll hear us talk about a lot of times in here using our our rookie scoring, scoring and yeah. stuff. Yep. And we've we've got a couple orphans available. Dave yeah. Wright didn't want one. Oh, that's a shame. I thought so, too. Yeah, that would have been nice. We'll put him on front street here. <laughs> um, that right. won't take so, long to fill. I, I don't feel great about the quarterback class either. And um, I, I wouldn't mind having some Kenny Pickett, but I'd rather go after those cheap guys like the guys that think that Jared Goff is going to be replaced by Malik Willis. Dude, I'm warm enough to Jared Goff. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, Answer I do. Answer my question. Like, and uh, I know you I weren't. I know you weren't like on that train. Okay, I do remember um, that absolutely. But oh my goodness! Yeah, Malik Willis fooled um, a lot of people in the pre-draft process, and then to your point, the NFL told us what's what. So we can at least trust the NFL. I think for for um, for for. For surprises like that, right? We were all we all thought we were smarter than the NFL, and we had Malik Willis in rookie drafts, like in a top five pick, because of all the upside and the rushing. And then the NFL told us something, and that was like a really big deal. So I'm not talking about like when you pick a wide receiver in the first round versus the second round. That was a big surprise, and yeah. that should that should have. And from day one, you said to anybody who who was listening to you, that should tell you something. It told me something. I'm out, and you're better for it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I don't have one of those guys. I've got like some Sam Howell. I have some Sam Howell. (laughs) And maybe we see him have a a game. And most of those have been like acquired pretty cheap or, you know what I mean, randomly throughout the process. (laughs) But I don't, I don't have any investment into any of those rookies. So it's kind of nice. In a one QB league, I, I, uh, in the fourth round, just threw Malik Willis onto a roster and I already traded him away. So yeah. 
Yeah. Fenero, do you want to hold them or fold them? What are you doing here? You want to talk about somebody you want to get rid of and you want to move on from or somebody that you're smitten about? Um, I'll talk about somebody that, that it's time to fold them on. Before you do that, I think you guys should go over to campuscanton.com, put in code fever, start getting ready for your rookie drafts. They're going to be right around the corner as well as rookie fever player profiles. Okay. So this right. one's tough. This one's tough for me. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's a good way to start off the show. Um, but I think it's probably smart to fold Sky Moore. You've been saying it for more than a minute now. Um, he's tough though. And when I say I it's tough. I hate to tough, be a jerk, but I think I've been saying it since like week negative two. <laughs> yeah, that might have been. You might have been saying it. Yeah. You, you gave him the C, CEH treatment and, um, I was unwilling to put him in that bucket. That's not um, fair. I did not give him the CEH treatment. The fantasy community gave him the <laughs> CEH treatment. Yes, yes, they did. So landing spot is everything. Uh, we liked this player before he was on Kansas City, but because he's on Kansas City, he's going to be the next Devontae Adams. And um, and I bought in in a couple different places, and my Sky Moore shares are, are, are tough at this point. Um, I would love... And won't get a future first for Sky Moore anymore. That is gone. So now I'm in this weirdly weird spot where am I, you know, am I in this place where a second is going to do it for me? Um, you and I often talk about how we can't really talk about these players with picks because it's just too black and white. It's like a first is too much and a second doesn't feel like enough. So with Sky Moore, I think, I think you have to just get out at this point. Um, and you can play the narrative that Juju's on a one-year deal and blah, 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 blah. Kansas City looks like, and I've been saying this since day one, not negative one, but they're playing money ball, and it's going to be a different wide receiver every single week, and they're doing well with it. They're, they're, Mahomes has great numbers this season. He's right back to where he was two years ago, and Sky Moore has nothing to do with that, and that's scary. So for me, um, I think there's still some value with Sky Moore, so I think I'm I'm ready. It's really hard for me to say this, but I think I'm ready to fold him. I'd fold him too. And I mean, if you can get a second in what is supposed to be a deeper class, I think yeah. I'm fine with that at that point. I think you're right, though. It is sometimes hard to gauge it all through a pick value. I think that you almost try to move on in a way that like find your depth and add it to that and mm -hmm. and try to make your team a little stronger at the deepest position you have like maybe for you i know you're well-rounded but hypothetically it's wide receivers so you throw sky more to your wide receiver three or wide receiver two and try to upgrade that position and just get rid of him and move on before it's totally done and he, he's not even paris campbell maybe maybe you know so maybe is it fair to say he's like a plus piece yeah, so I like when we when we often talk about yeah when we often talk about how it's like well if I trade my Kyle Pitts I should Kyle Pitts I should be able to get Hawkinson plus you know, like something mm -hmm. like that like you 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 want another piece that so maybe Sky Moore in your example would be bad because you want the Hawkinson side in that situation but but for the person no but that's okay I I, I like yeah the you get it yeah so maybe, maybe he's the like plus a lot of times and. Let, let's say, to be fair, 50-50, because not everybody thinks the same. But let's say, and we've talked about this on the show last week or the week before, maybe when we talked about my trade where I got Hawkinson. I don't know if that was before or after the show when we had Dave on or if it was during the show. But I added Hawkinson and Singletary. Yeah. And they took my Kyle Pitts. Yep. And then 
the talk kind of aimed into Singletary and my extra piece that I got. And we were all kind of like, yeah, I don't really like him a lot. But he did do this. He did do this. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And then my retort to that was, but I also got the better tight end. Yeah. And I, I think you said it. I think you said it, but I got the points in my lineup basically. Like, cause well, Hawkinson's doing it now. He's doing it now and he's, but he's doing it at a high level. Yep. He's, he's in a better situation than Pitts. Yep. I, I think Pitts is going to be fine to be fair to the situation. There's going to come a day, whether it's a year or three years from now, we don't know where I could regret this trade. Mm-hmm. But today I got the tight end that I want, the tight end that I like more. And I think a lot of times when you're doing those trades and like, um, let's say I send you like, uh, Sutton and, or like a, a trade like that, like a Sutton and somebody else, or let's, let's say actually like, I'm trying to think of an example here. Let's say that I send you like, um, let's do it backwards. Let's say I add on McLaurin and I add something onto that to go to Sutton. To be clear, this isn't how I feel. I probably actually like Sutton more than McLaurin at this time that I'm sending this trade. Cause I'm like either that, or I think that they're equals enough to where that extra, I don't really care what it is to your point of sky more. Mm-hmm. He's probably not the piece that I want to add to my team. But there will be but a team. There might be a team with Sky Moore. So sometimes mm-hmm. I don't care that much about the piece because I'm already, the piece I'm getting is Hawkinson. And right. that's the piece that I wanted right. for Pitts. I wanted, I felt better. I want to start competing next year. I didn't like yeah. how my season ended this year. I wanted to get rid of Pitts and just kind of moved around a little. The trade was a Shane Manila. He's always fun to trade with. Um, I like to trade. It makes the leagues more fun for me. I lose a lot of trades. I, I, I try to make up for them by having lots of them. So. <laughs> and back to your point, uh, I think you did mention it last week on the show because I think I remember Dave and I focusing on the Singletary piece. And that goes back to your point, which is like the Singletary piece wasn't really part of what I was after. I just The one-for-one one was fine. I just realized that I could get something else. Right. I'll just move on from Singletary. Like there's another mm-hmm. trade Hopefully. I'm going to make. Yeah. There's more fun I'll, I'll have. Like <laughs> you just yeah. got done saying I have fun trading. You made a trade that you would have been fine, technically fine straight up for, but knew that you could get something else and decided to pick that piece up. Yeah, I yep. get it. And it's 16 teams. Depth is very yeah, important that's a big in 16 deal. teams. Yeah, absolutely. So. At running I, uh, you know I agree with that cutting bait with Sky Moore. I think if you can get anything for him. I wanted to do somebody that I think is a little bit pricier. I don't know if it's... if. Mm. Let's let me feel you out and see how you feel. I don't want to know immediately how you feel. I want to know how you think the community feels about okay. Greg Dulcich. Because mm. I feel like he's a tight end that we're going to like for a while. I do. But I also think he's a tight end that he's going to be overvalued. And he's probably going to be like that, like tight end six to tight end 10 range most of his career with weekly upside that gets people really excited about the dude because he is fun. And I think that he's somebody that at his value that I, where I perceive the community value, I, I want to move on. Because the because you believe the value is, is higher than... it's just a tight end. I feel like yeah. most people are going to like him more than me. I don't feel like he's going to fail me, but I think I could do better. Like I'd be just fine with Evan Ingram or Gerald Everett. Somebody mm-hmm, like them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
you know, and maybe even mm-hmm. if I can get a plus to it, have those guys in my lineup. I think I'm, I don't think I make my team any worse. Um, I don't think Greg Dulcich helps me as much as his value will. So on keep trade cut, which is kind of like the community contributed, right? Like, um, they have, <clears throat> they have Dolchich down at 18, rookie 18. So he's down there with Tyler Algier, Wandale Robinson, um, that area. What about to answer tight ends? Yeah, to answer your question, oh, of all tight ends? Yeah, I can do that for you. Um, to answer your question I think about, like, makes it a little bit, yeah, more relative, right? Um, to answer your question of where I thought he was in the community, I thought he was like pretty loved in the community. So I think the value, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So uh, yeah, you're right. That was a much better way to look at it. Uh, tight end nine between Schultz and Njoku. Yeah. Right below Friermuth. Right below Friermuth. Two below Friermuth. Friermuth being seven. That That's... Yeah, dude. You know what? I think that's you're, a lot for like not doing much. I mean, you're winning. You're winning this hold 'em fold 'em game because I, I I stated something a lot of people are already thinking, and you kind of are opening my eyes, which is the point of this podcast, is to get us to think a little bit past like I, I what we already the know. Conversation that Skymore <laughs> ended up transpiring to. I think that that that's a good, great like we talked there's a lot of strategy in that that wasn't but Dulcich yeah, so. is a guy i really like um and i think to your point i'm not the only one and there's some there's some there's some nice tight ends that have already cuz you know how late they bloom that have already kind of showed their what they are and um yeah dude i i i'm with you there Dulcich is not on my uh foldum list but um i get it and it's not that you like hate the way he looks on your lineup or anything or you think he's mm-hmm, going to be that mm-hmm. dude that you're just kicking the can on he's not that guy either but um i don't think it'll hurt you to trade him at this point yeah that's a good one dude just need to find the right pieces i like the idea of like even the joku i don't know why i didn't think of him um the one that i kind of want to do i mean you're going to hate this. I, I should just slam a bunch of rookie rewind buttons on this and like get into some <laughs> Noah Fant. But that's the one I kind of want to do still because he's still only like 25, 26 I bought years him. old. Yep, I you bought him early. forget how young he is, you know what I mean? Yep. But the one I was thinking of going for was like a little bit of like Noah Fant plus, I think you could pull mm-hmm. off. Like, do you still have Keep Trader cut up? I do. Where Where's Noah Fant? Yeah, Noah like, Fant. Tight end, I hate you. Yeah, dude. I, let's guess before I look. I'm going to say in the 20s. Tight end 17. I'm going to say in the 20s. Okay. 19. Yeah, so the, our average was pretty good. Yeah. We, we, he, what uh, did Chig- you pay for him recently? Oh, my God. Um, Julio Jones. Really? Yeah. Like, when? <laughs> <laughs> it's a non-tight end premium, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had Julio Jones. I had Julio Jones. An old wide receiver premium. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like I, I, I was a little, I was a little surprised, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like fan isn't doing anything at all, and I think Julio came off of a, a touchdown game, and I just wanted to move him, and I figured I'm not going to get anybody good for Julio, so I'll get somebody that nobody likes. What would happen in Dynasty if for every year older 
a wide receiver or tight end was, you got like point one more points. So if you were <laughs> as an like, age premium, like yeah, you're like twenty one, <laughs> you get like a point per reception, nice. and then at like twenty two, like it. it's like point one. I and like, like it. By the time you get up to twenty seven, you're getting like point one seven or point one eight points. Tom Brady you know? would be like, the one hundred one. Tom Brady would be the one hundred one pick in that draft if he was a wide receiver. Or yeah, tight end. but I mean, I'm assuming that you just apply that age thing to every position. No. Oh, just wide receivers <laughs> and tight ends. The guys that I really liked where you were like, going. It's at points per reception. <laughs> I really liked where you were going. <laughs> Tell it that all screwed it all up. We'll do something yeah. else for Tom Brady, but like if anybody gets to be fifty, you get double points. Yeah, like what if there was something <laughs> like that? Like you could totally fix dynasty with like age premiums. Yeah, I like it. Oh man, we're gonna. We're going to have to talk to somebody that has a lot more, like, time on their hands and <laughs> it's eager to do that. Because that would be fun. That would be kind of fun. You know, it'd be more fun is when somebody, like, is 28, like, in... <laughs> what's the month? <laughs> what's the month? I just had a brain fart. What's the month before know. September? What's the... August. Like, a dude's, like, 26 in August, but then they turn 27 in September, so you're getting the you're getting the point bonus as soon as the season starts, even though they're 26, right? You start to watch, people. like... Yeah. Or, like, mid <laughs> get it right before the playoffs, so your average goes up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, start trading for people by their birth date. <laughs> Dude, you got something here. You got something. You're laughing, but you got something. Like, oh, shit. Age like, premium. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, his birthday is week 13. Oh my god, dude, it would just start making, like, older players so much more valuable. You would just crush the the, the whole, like, you know, all players are done at 30. Yeah. You could add, like, a little premium as soon as they get that number three. Like, it just, just, just as soon as you turn like 30. Untouchable. Yeah, it goes, uh, goes up, like, 0.1 for every age, and then when you go up to 30, it goes up 0.2. Rookie drafts, Fellas Jones would have went like 101. <laughs> <laughs> and still awesome. been better than Nikhil Harry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So do you have any more guys that you're completely done with? Or or, or uh, maybe that's strong. Uh, well, we're not completely <laughs> done with it. There, there's there's two guys. See, I feel bad now because I think you, like I said, I think you you had a better uh, you had a better uh, look, outlook on this. But I'm going to put David Bell and uh, Tolbert in that in that bucket as well, and for two different reasons. Tolbert had every single chance on God's green earth to earn a spot on Dallas and couldn't, and that scares the living hell out of me. And David Bell was. On and off the field, perhaps for injury, but he was on it enough. And Deshaun Watson came back, and <laughs> David Bell didn't bloom. Like these two, these two in my book are misses, and and I missed in quite a few drafts. Swags, I I traded into the second round often to get one or both of these guys, and ouch, <laughs> and like just ouch. yeah, holding hurts. That was a text you gave me recently. Holding hurts. Um, I don't know what to do with these two guys. What am I going to do, Swags? I think those guys like might still hold a little bit of value to where you might be able to move on. Um, <sighs> maybe in a weird way, because of the way our minds work, they might be easier to move than Skymore. Mm. One, you have less invested into it, so your heart isn't mm -hmm. as attached. And mm -hmm. and two, like 
when you have somebody like Sky Moore burn people, even if it wasn't you, you tend to feel the burn and you it's it just kind of it glorifies that negativity so much that like Sky Moore is more tainted than Tolbert. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a weird we're all way, talking about it more. Capital yeah, and yeah, but whereas you go to the right person with Tolbert or Bell, they're like, oh, you know, they're young. You know, they had David Wright on the show last week, and he let us know that we don't want to give up on these guys too early. <laughs> and you know, Dave, I love you, Dave. Somebody, somebody but, comes, somebody comes to me with something that that you know gets me out of either of these two players I, I i would actually be pretty pretty fast to hit the button well and see the way i feel about it finero is like all you have to do is like that player you're getting a little bit more yeah yep like yep. even if it's I, I don't know like somebody like you just maybe you want to share of somebody and you have a lot of shares of somebody else even mm-hmm. and you're like huh you know what i'm gonna diversify i bet J- jalen tolbert gets this done even if it's even if I'm overpaying for this little piece I want, I feel like Jalen Tolbert's nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the day, <laughs> Jalen Tolbert's just like the the piece, like the toothpick that you can put in and wedge it all together and and just have it and then it, it falls out and the toothpick doesn't really matter. How about this? Could I could I trade you you get either one? Like I come to you and I say, you know, look, I'm looking to move Tolbert and um I'm wondering if you give me your John Mechie. Um Hmm. I, I I don't know. That's a weird one. I you know I think I kind of want to. That's an interesting one because I feel like the Mechie side has more hope just because we haven't seen him on the field. We haven't seen failure on the field or with. That's why I want to do it. Yeah. Um. What if I I'm gonna counter and give you your Mechie and a third, but I want both those players. You want Bell and Tolbert. Yeah. You just said that you- like they're really good, and I'm. Yeah, and you. No, it's okay. And you're gonna and you're gonna give me you're gonna give me Mechi and a third. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably do it, dude. I'm not because that's lie. what I want. Because I can. Yeah, I, yeah. I you get two. Like, um, you get two shots. I know what you're doing. Yeah, and fifty percent or more of the people in your league probably know you're up to something now too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I I might feel com- more comfortable just seeing what Mechi has too. But if you want to give me both, at least now I have two shots. I'll throw you this right. third. Right. But that's an interesting one. I hope Mechie comes back. Yeah, I think he might. I'll have to um, see how he's doing. I want to move on from Wandale Robinson. Ooh, I'll take him. Uh, you, you, Man, I'm kind of surprised. I thought that this yeah. would be as obvious as Sky Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, I, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. I, I really did. Like, I thought, like, that's how I think sometimes. Like, I'll think of something, and I'm like, oh, people are going to love this. And then you say it, and they're like, nope, we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Only because, like, I think it's the context we were in right now where you're, like, kind of giving players away. Um, you know, like the 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 Mechie who hasn't even played and I'm going to give you two of my my mo- my most recent second round picks mm-hmm. for Mechie um so I kind of felt like I was giving Tolbert and Bell away so I think my my ooh came from like oh wait you're giving this guy away more than I think you think I'm like really hot about Wando Robinson I'm not I don't mm-hmm. like the size overall so I mean what are you going to give will you give me that your 206 uh, hy- this is hypothetical this is not I'm not setting you up yeah, I'll give you um, my two hundred six and twenty four. Mm, I don't care. Somebody else will. 
Somebody else will do something <laughs> I like more than that. This is why this is why Swags and I have made one trade, and it was Terrace Marshall and Brian Edwards because <laughs> I am very difficult to trade with. Okay. And this is a hard situation too because, like, you know how I feel, I know how you feel, and this is if like one of those things. If it wasn't for that trade, you wouldn't have won the league. You're welcome. Which one? The Goats and Bros League. I wouldn't have won without Terrace Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> Locker room help. I'm still trying to figure out how I went to uh, the basement to the top on that league. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You just you played it up. I guess, yeah. I think you, well, um, I think my team were, wasn't as bad as points. it looked. You had some points that most of yeah. you were just losing matchups. Um, but yeah, Wandale Robinson. Like I don't know exactly what you can get for him, but I know I would take a second for him. I would probably honestly, if I looked at your team, let's put it this way. If I looked at your team and you don't have a 20, 23 second and I see mm-hmm. that 24 second, I'll do it. Um, but if you have that second, the 20, 23 you. second, you're just yeah. being a greedy bastard. Just give me the <laughs> closest one and that's what I want. There's no reason to talk about your 2024. That's just silly. And that that's sort of how I feel about it. Even if I have to give you another little thing on top of it, um, player give wise, you, I'm going to give you one of my other um, folds. I'm going to give you Isaiah Spiller for Wandale Robinson. Mm, I think I'd rather just keep Wandale. <sighs> Do you, I will counter, and if you give me your James Robinson, we got a deal. You want my James Robinson for Wandale Robinson, and we got a deal. Robinson for Robinson, I'll do it. Yeah, and we'll yeah, start Robinson some for painting Robinson. company with them or something. Yeah. That's probably what they're both going to be doing. Robinson or, or a law firm. And for now, yeah. and Swag's made another meaningless <laughs> trade. This one's <laughs> hypothetical, though. But, man, give me some James Robinson. They're gonna they're waiting for him. He's going to be the relief while we're waiting for Brees Hall to get healthy at the beginning is this, of the season next year. Is this an age PPR league, though? <laughs> it is. Oh, James has an advantage. Carry. It's for James. the running backs. You're getting points for carry. Like, so. <laughs> Yeah, you might have me there. They're they're all my folds, Swags. Do you have any uh any uh any holds? Any strong holds for you? Um yeah, I've got some holds. There's some guys that I think that you might be able to go out and and get at, at decent prices. Like mm-hmm. I have some of those too. I think it's your turn. Do you want me to start? I'll go again. I like I, I, I like starting it off. So <laughs> so 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 a guy that I'm gonna hold, you mentioned Shane Manila. He's fun to trade with. I traded a 2024 second after uh, after it became very apparent that CEH wasn't going to start on my team anymore, which was very odd year for for CEH. Man, you had you had a wonderful selling opportunity the first third of the season, and and you know you should have took it because I know I should have took it, but I did not. So I needed a replacement for my playoff run, and I traded that 2024 second for Brian Robinson. Trade was made in late November, and he is uh, he is one of my holds. And I want to preface the hold because I have a I have a something in my gut is telling me that Brian Robinson could be replaced as soon as twenty twenty four. So I believe in Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson going into twenty twenty three, and Antonio Gibson taking the uh, pass catching role. Brian Robinson kind of going sixty forty with him, and Brian Robinson having a nice opportunity in twenty twenty three. But then maybe consider how nice that really is. Cause I think what we saw this season, it was good. We had some good, but he was good in good matchups and he was meh 
in tough matchups. And I feel like that doesn't last him uh, more than more than a couple years with the commander. So I, I, I feel like with, he's a nice hold to quarterback. See. Fair enough. And I get it. I like Brian Robinson. I know you do. I, I listened to the other podcast that you were on. <laughs> and you, uh, you definitely have some uh, Brian Robinson love. I think and that's why I wanted to bring him up, man. dude. That's why I wanted to bring him up. Yeah, so so I mean you're with me, but it sounds like you just think that might have an expiration date. I, I just have this funny feeling and and, and all and, of them could, I guess, to your point. Sure. But there there is there is also like we see players turn it on and Brian Robinson does have that as a possibility. But um something in my gut's telling me that this is gonna be a short fuse. But I am holding. I'm going uh I'm going out and buying I'm holding whatever we got to do here. I mm-hmm, don't feel like mm-hmm. I have enough of this guy. Alec Pierce, I think the value mm. is so low. We've talked about him on the show and compared him to some of the other players and the, what he's done with his opportunities. We brought up Paris Campbell, that crappy quarterback play at the beginning of the show. I think Alec Pierce, it, as much as I said, maybe we do add Paris Campbell for cheap. Alec Pierce is the guy I want. I think that he takes that job. I, I would love to see a Colts team with Pittman and Alec Pierce. I mean, Pierce is a nice big body. You know, I like those guys. He's 6'3", mm-hmm. a little light, I think, like 210 side, still a young guy. He's somebody that I think you can go out and get, and people won't bat an eye. They'll just be kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll throw you in Chris Moore, because that's how they think of him. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't accidentally say Chris Moore. They're just like, yeah, yeah, I'll throw that in. Like, who cares, you know? Like, sure. That's take- that's an awesome that's an awesome segue, Swags, to my guy on my, we'll call it hold him, but probably more like you just said, I think I want to go out and get some. And this is gonna this is gonna catch you off guard, probably. Pierre Strong is somebody okay. I think I think I can get damn Patriots easy. Yes, I think I can get damn easy. And Harris is a unrestricted free agent next year. And I just see New England, which is why I was never high on Ramondre Stevenson. I never said Ramondre Stevenson couldn't do what he's doing. It's just going to be a short fuse like it is in New England. So I think Pierre Strong has an outside shot to take the Ramadre Stevenson role where Ramadre moves into the Harris role and, Rem- and and now we have Pierre Strong out there and we're talking about Pierre Strong next year. So I think, again, I'm not saying it will happen. They could re-sign Harris or Pierre Strong just ain't good enough to be that guy. But what I am willing to say is there's a trend here in New England and Pierre Strong is cheap as shit and i'll take that yeah so what do you think i love that but what do you think about adding kevin harris to that or or do you feel just the one way about the one back or do you think that kevin harris could be the guy that kind of replaces that as well as (laughs) that's certainly a possibility in new england man who the hell knows right like that Mm -hmm. could absolutely be they could it could it could wind up being that but i feel like pierre strong took that role this year and i think that's kind of like a to me, that's like a sign of what they're going to do next year. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I could, I could hear, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I have a. Um, can, I'm checking I, I to wanna, see. I want to. I want to fold. I want to fold. I want to fold. Who are you folding I on? To, I, I got to rewind a little bit and fold. Yeah, really we quick. missed a fold, guys. We missed a fold. I want to fold back. Tyler Algier. Ooh, all right. I hear you. I think I, that I, he is replaceable in that backfield. I agree. And I think that he as will be. As soon as 2023. As soon as, yeah, as whether it's free agency, the draft, we've got a deep draft class this year of running backs. 
I think that he did admiral when he had an opportunity, but I don't think that that's a job that is his for the long. If you, it's kind and, of um, he's somebody that you might you can find somebody in your league with the right kind of move manipulated. Yep. yep. And put something together. And, and honestly, like sometimes this stuff you might want to look around at teams like and, and listen to some of our our buys we're talking about or our holds as we go through the show. But if you ever are kind of in this situation and you and you want a little bit more, just reach out to us, DM us at Artbark TV at Swagzilla Zero G on Twitter. Um, we are both have our hands on a rookie fever account. But honestly, if you reach out to one of us personally, we'll probably get back yeah. quicker. Um, yeah, so I, I think that Tyler Algier is somebody that has enough value, and even if he didn't, I'd still want to get rid of him. Yeah, no, I love that one. I think um, he kind of reminds me of like almost like the Bam Knight, um, Kenyon Drake. Like these guys have had like these moments in the sun where everything in your body is telling you to sell. But you hold because he's a running back. And you got to start him next week or something. Yeah, or, or something. you have to start him next uh, week. And he's like, points in your lineup, all that yep. stuff. And uh, I guarantee you, now the championship week has come and gone, Tyler Algier's value has plummeted. Yep. Like, we all are thinking the same thing. Like, will he survive 2023? Do not forget to go over to DynastyNerds.com, put in code FEVER, save as they go over to 2.0. Um Update your lineups. Every now and then I'll do that in Dynasty Nerds. We'll say 1.0. I don't know if 2.0 will be that, but every now and then I'll go in there. I'll update my lineups to make sure everything's matching up so my trade calculators are right, my team's values are showing right, the other teams that have made trades are updated. Put in code fever, say 15%. Do you have any more folds I do. as i as i bet no no more folds or? yeah i folded all right. it. I, I, all, all right. my cards are on the I table i had to get that off my chest now nah, that's a good one you've won <laughs> so another player that i want to hold or go get more of is another obtainable player here at wide receiver 47 who was hurt for a long stretch towards the end of the season and then immediately was used by Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Romeo Dubs. So mm. while everyone is thinking and like loving that. and smooching all over Christian Watson, Christian Watson's value has skyrocketed where Romeo Dubs has not. His has stayed fairly stagnant. And I found it very interesting on as so soon as he targets. came back. Not, not yeah, stagnant, as soon as he came back. Five for five. Like, yeah. 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 So I think I think he's a he's a nice piece um, that I wouldn't mind getting and trying to uh, stash for like maybe some some spot wide receiver three spots during the season next year. I like that one. I I'm looking somebody... though, dude. Wh- who would you rather have though? Like this this surprised me a little bit. Keep trade cut again. Forty six. Actually, I'll do I'll do uh, forty five through forty nine. Forty five is Mooney. Forty six is Sutton. Forty seven is Dobbs. I'll take Sutton. Right. 48 is Lockett. I'll take Dobbs or Sutton over Lockett. Although, uh, I don't know. Um, and I'll Alec Pierce. I mean, Lockett's like 32, 33. Age premium, dude. You're not playing. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I gave that up. We're probably dude, he like gets he gets 80 points. points by he gets, no, he gets like 80 points for a touchdown at his age. <laughs> yeah. You're not, yeah. It's all right. It's Forgot. a new. It's a new format. It's easy to not. If Larry Fitzgerald it. retires on your team, you get like fifty <laughs> points towards your season. No, you get a first round pick for every player that retires. <laughs> wow, it's like the one thirteen. 
Um, You're like Jesus, Todd Gurley. Just announce it already. Lock, just Lockett's only thirty, like, dude. Oh, you're done. Lockett's only thirty years old. Oh, he's younger than I thought. Yeah, you could have told me he was thirty six, and I would have believed you. So this is a player that I want to go out and buy. Hmm. And this is a little bit different than the other ones I've talked about. This is somebody that I feel like I will pay more for you then. Gotcha. And that's Damian Pierce. Yeah, you might. You might. I've seen you make a couple deals, and it felt it felt like you were going hard for him. You mentioned Brian Robinson, maybe only a year or two, but I think that he's going to have that job. I think yes. that he's going to do very well with it. At the beginning of the season, when we were seeing Davis Mills do a little bit better and Brandon Cooks do before Brandon Cooks wasn't a captain anymore and <laughs> before Damian Pierce got his first – injuries and banged up he was an rb1 yeah, out he the was. gate like he was yep. doing better than kenneth walker he was rivaling Brees hall while Brees was healthy i mean this is all real stuff we had shows you can go back to and we were talking about how like why why are why is damian pierce above Brees hall then like why aren't we talking <laughs> about this you know what i mean so sure sure that happened early on it and yes it did i think that it'll be back he got shut down at the end of the season. He's a little banged up. If they didn't care about him, they probably would have played him. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I agree with that, too. And we talked about... safe for at least 2023 and beyond. Yeah. Beyond is a big word. <laughs> I, I'm going to pull this up, hopefully, while we're talking, because last week I didn't get to it. And um, the thing I didn't get to was the draft capital of Houston. They got some nice draft capital, right? So that's that's... That's clearly something that, and you and I have said a couple times, we're not worried about. We're not worried about the Houston Texans picking a running back in the first round. We're not worried about the Houston Texans picking a running back in the second round. We're not really worried that the Houston Texans are going to upgrade at that position where they are. Like, there are so many needs. So that's a narrative that you can play up, right? Like, you could literally, like, go in and be like, well... You know, I, I want to give you this, but I'm just a little nervous about how long Damian Pierce is going to actually be. But I do want him in my lineup next year. So I, I can give you this. Like, he could definitely play that narrative. Yep. What else you got for me? Oh, you were looking something else. Yeah, that just didn't Well, Fenero is looking this up. <laughs> Go trade away Isaiah Pacheco. Ooh, Isaiah Pacheco. James Cook. What the heck? I'll take your James Cook. I think I'm buying in on James Cook. I'm not. It's been all yeah. right. You see little flashes here and there, but like I needed that though. I needed to see those flashes, man. Like, we'll see it this was weekend, looking, man. It was but looking bad. It, these are important games they're playing, Fenero. They're not like let's yeah. see what we got type games, and they're Good going point. to Singletary. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you'll you'll either be right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah, you will. Here you will either Brian be Edwards. right. Or I'm going to take your Terrace Marshall. <laughs> Oh, wow. We'll reverse that one. <laughs> All right. So Damian Pierce was rookie number four on the season. 220 carries, 990 yards, four touchdowns, 30 catches swags. That, that, that doesn't get mentioned enough. And was just the starter in 11 games. RB23 on the season with just those 11. Um, RB. quarterback. Not, not a good situation. <laughs> yep. Very bad situation. RB15 in his healthy games as a starter. And Houston has the first overall pick as of now, the 11th overall pick. 
33 and 33 for some reason you, you I guarantee it, you're going to see in projections that you're going to see the Houston Texans picking a running back at 33 uh and 65 and then they wind up getting in um getting the, just a plethora of late picks and then this was like kind of cool too um these are projections so the projection would be that they would draft Bryce Young with the number one overall pick an offensive tackle at 11 makes a lot of sense an edge rusher at 33 makes a lot of sense. A defensive lineman at 65. Again, you see the need swags like they're they're all over the place. They're picking a tight end at 73. Yeah, like these are all projections. But Pier- they'll add somebody to that backfield, right? But nobody- but Damian Pierce, I feel, also just seems to be like an every down starter. Back, yeah, an every down. So we did, we basically said the same thing with different words at the same time. Yeah. A complete back and every down starter, and and it's just it's just that draft capital that scares people. I remember uh, listening to you and John Hogue, and uh, he had mentioned Super Show. Thank you so much. He had mentioned that. Love um, his intro this week. I love his intros every week. Are you kidding? He came in strong. Yeah, I felt it. It was a it was (laughs) the energy I needed. (laughs) If you don't need coffee in the morning, just just put that podcast on. He'll wake you up. Um, so what were you saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was saying that he had pointed out almost like, we'll call it the James Robinson corollary. It just, just, he's not saying it's a foregone conclusion, but he says that running backs in particular that picked with late draft capital just don't seem to last. And And it's, it's aggravating. Like James Robinson had an amazing rookie season, right? And it's just like, you know, I don't understand what the hell happened this season with him. Like... Why would, I don't think I, that every he looked story good coming same. off of that. Yeah, and then he got hurt. He got banged up. Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. Like it, it's Damian Pierce got banged up this season. You know, does he get banged up again next season? Like it's just running backs get hurt all the time, and I feel like that if you don't have that strong draft capital, it does count against you. It's just a little scary. I like Damian Pierce, and I think what you're doing is smart because you're basically doing the same thing that you like to do every off season or in season for that matter is zig when other people are zagging. So I, I definitely dig it. And you don't need much for people to be down on Damian Pierce. Like, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see a running back projected in early rounds to Houston. And Damian Pierce's value is going to go down again. And that might be another buying opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, I, I like mean, that. And every story is not the same either. You know, we can. No, it isn't. I know. The undrafted free agents and Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Small guy, how quick things end. We can bring up Arian Foster. Yep. We can bring up we can bring up first round picks that haven't done anything. We can bring up undrafted free agents that have bounced around to teams and then mm-hmm. show up in 49ers and they have three to five different successful ones. We can bring up CJ Anderson being bouncing around teams as like hardly drafted and then lands on the Broncos, finally gets a chance. And now, you know, his name that wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, even think about different position, but think about Isaiah McKenzie. People are treating this guy this year at the beginning of the season. Like he was a second year wide receiver when he was like 27, 28 years old. And we, we mm-hmm. that downtime in between. And, um, so every story is not the same. I guess is all I'm going to say to that. And uh, I'm trying to get back better at pushing back with the one and only John Hogue. And you know what else too, Swag? <laughs> the other thing, the other thing that you just made me think of is we get so caught up in being concerned about year two or year three and saying, well, they might not be on the team three years from now. What about the two years they are in RB one? 
Yeah. Like, I remember when Damian Pierce's value got to a clear first rounder, maybe first rounder plus. I remember when his value was there. And I remember thinking, I actually could move him. I have three running back starters. I could go get a 23 first right now. And I'm like, nope. I need yeah. those points. I'm going for a championship. Yep. Like we get so caught up in like how long they're going to be there right. that we, we miss what's right in front of us. We do that in life, right? We're always thinking about the future, dreading the future and not enjoying that one single day with our kid or that one single good day at work and just appreciating it. Like we just I, worry about next week or next yeah. month or next year. I saw that a lot in leagues this year, too. It's felt like more than ever where you'd be trying to trade with people that are contending and trying to help them win. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, I can't. That just messes my future up too much. And a, a lot of times, if you're listening and, and you think I'm talking about you, I, I probably am. But I wouldn't be talking about you if it wasn't. I, I saw it a lot. And you're just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you, I can't. like. So you want me to like help you win and like maybe the one to get older or you know what i mean like that's yeah. not how this works like it's almost like you're taking out a loan that's how mm-hmm. you have to look at it you know mm-hmm. like in the future you're probably going to lose a little bit of value but it's not like every time you take out a loan for your car your mortgage whatever you're doing you're never like oh, but think about how much we're going to lose in the future when we do this it's <laughs> it's kind of what you're doing you're you have to pay for what you're getting now and and that's how you do it in fantasy future with your youth assets, with your injured assets, with your picks. That's that's what yep. you do if you want to win. And mm-hmm. some of you would have won if you made those trades. And you'd be putting money in your pocket, a trophy. Like you're you have like an eight percent chance in a twelve team league of winning that trophy, of winning that money. And you're concerned about keeping your team young. Yeah. So once your chances are there, man freaking go for it that that's how i feel man i agree there but, was a there was hard a, dude it's it, it's hard it's easier it's easy to talk about this i did the opposite sometimes when you're presented with the trades you're just like mm-hmm. oh, but my future <laughs> man i got i got offered a, a deal where um you know maybe in the postseason i make it it was close in the postseason mm-hmm. i probably make it but i but i was going to the championship game and the player that i was getting back he was still playing he wasn't hurt or anything horrible matchup i would have started the player i was trading away over him mm-hmm. and it was a close matchup and i didn't want to lose seven eight yeah. points so i'm like no I, I i i this is better maybe for my long term but it's not better for my championship game i can't do it and i put that in the comments back to him i said you know look you want to make this trade after the championship game i'm going to seriously consider it, but not right now i'm not going to put that guy in my lineup yeah and and so it was kind of it was, it was kind of a similar situation except the opposite, right? So I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't want to make a move that I thought maybe would make my team better. It was nominal, trust me. It was close, mm-hmm. but it was still something. It was still it something. I'll be honest. There, yeah, I'll be honest. The value was on the on the side I was getting. Yeah, but not I, that week. Not we that week. We had a similar conversation. Um, I don't want to mention the specific trade, but we had a similar conversation, and I kind of ended it with you kind of being like. I, I don't think I'll be able to make this trade at the end of the season, though. And right now there's only, I, I forget what point it was, but there was either only two or four teams that would have wanted to make the trade with me because they were contending. And and then that narrows and narrows more and more and more. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you go into the off season, it, it's, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to get it. Yep. And, um, I know which one you're talking about. Ultimately ended up making the deal just mm-hmm. because I was already out of contention and I just, but with me being out of contention, I had to look at where I wanted to be in six weeks. Yeah. 
Oh, no, dude. I, I learn something new from you every single podcast. You had a unique view on the folds and the holds and uh, some good conversation, including Mr. Sky Moore. Thank you, brother. Are we out of here? Oh, it kind of kind of sounded like I wrapped it up. I didn't mean yeah, to, but yeah, it did sound, yeah, that's it did sound like a wrap up, didn't it? Well, who are you? You're at, you're at. I'm at Aardvark TV, where you'll find me most of the days. You should wrap it. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. And I am at Aardvark TV, where you can find. <laughs> and this guy over here is at Swagzilla Zero G. You can find us everywhere podcasts are found, and on Twitter at Rookie Fever. <laughs> and we. And like Venero said, get rid of James Cook. Like Venero said. When you kiss me, when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moonlights up the One-on-one scouting is never done This stupid throw and run I told you anyone Size and speed just unreal Landing spot not ideal Wait, what's this break out? It's for rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Juliet, baby, you're my friend I'll give a fever When we kiss it Fever without blaming you Fever Fever, cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and she got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever. fever.